This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to, oh, should we say it? Season four of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Well, is that Mike, supposed to be Ken Kale? No, it just kind of turned into uh, I've been watching too much Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, and there's like Tails and Knuckles and Sonic. I guess uh, Knuckles' voice is Idris Elba, so it's pretty deep and manly, but. Uh, my daughter wow. loves Sonic. She loves the uh, the new movie. We've watched it a dozen times. So now I'm just kind of rolling into like cartoon character voices, I think. Uh, but oh, as always, you know, a little bit of Ken Cal mixed in there who, um, you know, he's a bit of a cartoon character himself. Why not? And best uh, friend Chewie's of the aboard. Show. What's going on, Chewie? Chewie. Uh, got some, uh, some Twitter chatter that uh, the good folks want all of these Red Wing podcasts to come together and become friends of each other's show. And we all pussyfooted around. Is that? That one's probably not kosher anymore. Redacted. You can can say that. I don't think it's applicable, though. Well. How about filibuster? Oh, did you see the conversation? Um, I saw a little bit of it. They want everybody on on each other's show. Is that right? At, at some speaking? point, the the first request was that um, it it looked like they wanted all of us on the on on one program at one time, and then uh, and then they redacted their own request. And and of course, shout out uh, to my man. Actually, we should pull it up uh, so you guys can go follow him because I do appreciate uh, all the love. I just got to scroll down until I can find <laughs> uh, at. Oh, let's let's just do this. It's like death MTL 2474. It's Captain Larkin is a one C. And this guy, his profile picture, he, he's jacked. This guy's ready to go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, Captain Larkin is a one C. Threw it out earlier today. He wants us all to be a, on the. Uh, on each other's shows, become friends of each other's shows. I I don't uh, I don't say no to that. But uh, Mike, as you know, I mean, we've had uh, we've had quite a few people on our show, and uh, we we never get invited. So uh, we're we're open to the invite. <laughs> it just never happens. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw that out there. Chewy says uh, he likes seeing all the YouTubers collab together. So I I think a rising tide. Raises all ships. We got to so get the word all... out. We uh, we make a really good um, appetizer for parties. Uh, yeah. We make a really good punch. Um, we are you know, rarely rarely late. 
I would say I th- I think you're making a point that should be made, and you're doing it on accident. But yeah. we should. I mean, if this was going to happen, if all these shows were going to come together, this should probably happen in person, right? Um, there should be some effort to get if we're if we're going to do a massive Red Wing podcast collab, it should be in person. I I, I don't know. I don't know much if it's like enough the, for us all to like just do it. Much like the best Dungeons & Dragons sessions. It should absolutely be in person with a real hundred-sided dice. Yeah. There should be... Uh, maybe we do like a like a watch-along, and it'd be much easier to get constant three-hour content if there's 15 people in one room watching a Red Wings game. <laughs> as, opposed, as opposed to, uh, you know, just the two... And uh, then you got to start finding. Other I think we could do like about. live commentary of a uh, like a Red Wing alumni game versus like the local high school coaches. <laughs> See, now that would be fun. Yeah. Um, well, I will say, Mike, I use this podcast to uh, to get a, another podcast job. Uh, just oh. where where I'm already <laughs> working, but uh, you guys can catch that on LinkedIn. That's right. Took uh, 90 minutes of coverage and uh, working with a guy, a media guy, knocked it down to three minutes. Nin- 90 minutes of conversation. A lot of cuts, retakes. Uh, just so you know, your man is experienced. Your man knows what's up. Maybe maybe next time he's got to do a better job vetting uh, for guests. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's still, it's still a good watch. Still, still fun watch. Um, I'm glad our media guy himself. I'm glad is it's three minutes. It'll be easier to sit through, I think. Yeah, especially since it's about uh, title insurance. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of filibustering, Mike, we have a lot of Red Wings content to talk about. Considering who knew on Friday on the um, old Matt Plug Show, we're also going to talk some Red Wing hockey. Hey, Curtis is back. What up, fellas? Glad I could catch this. Ah, still dynamite. Oh, st- well, you know Curtis what, Curtis? AEW fan. How about that? How Curtis, did I, not I don't know, know how you still do it. AEW dynamite has been, uh, it's been a dud. It's been a lot of poo-poo in a row. I don't need another championship belt. How about some sports entertainment? How about some soap opera to my soap opera? There's, there's no story feuds right now. It's all kind of a mishmash of, of belt fights that don't, doesn't, there's no context. I don't get it. That's why I'm um, kind of going back to Raw. But either way, Curtis, I'm just happy you're here because he's always here with Curtis, me. Curtis, give me your... Uh, letting me know my, yeah, my decorations know, are solid. Yeah. I, I, I'm so happy. Like I, Your, I your kids' rooms aren't completed, like... but Matt's Red Wing hats are perfectly <laughs> aligned. We're really proud of you. Curtis, uh, give me uh, give me your thoughts on Bray Wyatt coming back because that was uh, that's gonna make me watch oh, WWE programming five hours a week again. That that's what everybody wants to talk about. Dan B's yeah. aboard. Hey guys, I'm watching, but he's also scouting the Habs for us. Very. Ooh, I, I do have that, Dan. I, I do have some important questions about that game too. That um, I was listening to uh, Elliot Friedman's uh, thirty two thoughts. Is that what it's called now? Is that official? Yeah, one one per team. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to. Um, he he had an interesting call out, and I I'm gonna ask you about it later. And it's an easy question. I'm not gonna catch you off guard with it, but it definitely has everything to do with the Habs and sort of their expectations for this year. Uh, but Chewy, he's he's nailing it. Surprise, Mike isn't bouncing off the walls yet about Mr. Right. Soderblom himself making it, Mike. 
to the 23-man roster. Of course, um, he's made it right now. There was still all of this, like, hemming and hawing of, um, you know, uh, the, the lone thrown out there. Well, you know, it, it, he, he could still. We don't know for sure. Uh we, have, we haven't Lone gotten everything like, filled out. We want to make sure the time on ice makes sense. Um, That's my best. Uh, after the, watching Spit and Chicklets today, that was my Lalone impression. He's not as, like, grimy, but it just makes sense with the face. But he, he does kind of have, like, that. Nah, nah, nah. So he's like the coach from Waterboy? No, no, no. Home is no, where not the that heart bad. is. Yeah, not uh, that bad. So, yeah, Homer Soderblom. Uh, uh, um... I, yeah, he he did his he did his best to downplay it. He's like, I don't know why people are so excited about who makes the team. I mean, nobody makes the team. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different guys. I mean, I don't know what the big deal is. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Tell it to uh, Edmondson, who is going to be tasting some Grand Rapids brew, and he's uh, not going to be playing uh, right now. I I don't know. Okay, you know, God bless him for trying, but this this is a big deal. Um. This is a gigantic deal, man. This is a six yeah. foot eight deal, man. He's like already he... getting he's getting power play time, and like this... I said, I told you, Matt. I told you that he was going to have a job, not just on that third or fourth line, but oh yeah, he's going to play the cream rise to the top. Yeah, he's going to be on the power play. Give him another week, Samuelson or Rasmussen. I hate those S's. I me up every time. Rasmussen is getting penalty kill time in practice, Matt. What if we took Rasmussen? Stretched him out, made him even bigger, and made him a better skater. Matt Insofacto, that player is already on the team. His name is Elder Albert Soderblom. He could be playing both special teams, Matt, both of them, and getting regular rotation on the third or fourth line, probably third line. It's a lot of minutes for that young guy. A lot of minutes, a lot of tasty minutes to learn and win and score. Woo! I mean, all right. First of all. I got to call you out for bringing up Edmondson when we're supposed to be celebrating for I'm a little bit. I'm just saying, here. I just want to be acknowledged. I want my Roman Reigns acknowledgement that I was right about him getting sent down and Elmer making it, and you were like, no, no, let's be pragmatic. No. This is my victory, man. This is my victory moment right now. He I finally – Yeah, I let's something. celebrate. I called something. I, I said, this is supposed to be a celebration. We don't need to talk about Edmondson and how bummed we are. That uh, either you want to talk about it, you're bummed that he didn't make it, or you want to talk about now, just the preseason I, itself wasn't strong enough for him to land. This is coming from the father of a daughter who taught her to take her stuffies and face wash her grandfather with a fart noise. So, Matt, this is my face wash fart noise. I want this one. You can. What do you mean? I. Nobody's taking this from you. We. I we, want this. Yeah, I called out an opportunity for you to celebrate. Nobody's taking this from this you. This is my victory lap. I'm so excited. Also, as a brother to brother, I also have to rub it in your face. Just little. Just little. Just give me that. <laughs> That's all I want. But, uh, man, this one is thing a huge we gotta, deal. I can't wait. One thing we we're going on Friday. Man, we're going to be on the drink rails watching this six-foot guy. He'll be able to high-five us. He's so big. Uh, one thing we got to do is bring up maybe our, our uh, teams that we drafted here. I think that'll be good fun. Jared, uh, um, I'm going to push back on that. Just a friendly reminder to everyone, Jared says, I had a chance to draft Elmer Fantasy. False. Elmer was not an available player. Yeah. He's not. I what checked multiple times. And I put in a waiver bid for him. Uh, I checked every hour for the past three days. And as soon as he's available, <laughs> I put a claim in. 
So if somebody <laughs> got that ahead of me, I'm going to be livid. And you're going to get some ridiculous trade offers who are probably my best player for Elmer. So just yeah. putting that out there. Yeah, whoever gets him first, I mean, go you know, go be, for it. I, be I, prepared I, to uh, have Austin Matthews your team because I want Soderblom. I want you know who you know who's probably going to have a good shot Ketzel because he drafted late, and I think that's the the they'll go the opposite order for the waiver wire to start. So Ketzel might have a good shot at it. I don't think Ketzel's here yet. Uh, Dan no. B thrown out there. You guys aren't old enough, but I remember when number eighty five was Peter Klima, and then uh, Chewy throw it out there. He remembers. Klima. I think Mike that Dan B you're right you nailed it uh because that's yep. a name that uh, our father had to t- teach us and and tell us about you know sitting around sitting around the old campfire uh but Mike I, I think again this is this is a celebratory moment um did you did not you actually few, read the quote here Mike from did you actually read the quote from Elmer um well this guy so I, he's like the most professional player I in across any sport well, um, because he's he's still self-effacing, self-effacing and uh, humble. And Matt, you brought the quote for people just listening. I was very happy and honored to still be in the lineup. Took it as a positive thing and took energy from it. I'm just going to keep working. Wow. So he, Matt, even he hasn't taken a victory lap on Elmer making the team. He probably just took a lap uh, just to get some more skating in. Um, but... Yeah, I, I don't know, man. This this guy is uh he's really impressing us. This hockey play, now his attitude. It seems in good hands right now. Well, uh let's start uh, bringing up some of our, our slides here. Um we got our first look now that um we have our 23 man roster. We got our first look at some practice lines and we're coming yep. up to Friday. No, we'll... no surprises on lines 1 and 2. Well, no. you know, um I think we had in a good way. That's I would say that's arguably our six best forwards that I trust. I think I think we had had some conversations about Perron. Maybe you know, like that was the spot. Like now we know what it is. But we were talking about trying to fit in a Kubelik, a Zadina uh, into that spot. And of course, we even talked about Bergeron, who uh, is down in Grand Rapids. Uh, by the way, uh, I get to brag a little bit here, Mike. We're going on the fourteenth to the Wings game. Uh, guess who got Griffin's tickets for his birthday? Uh, from his wonderful, beautiful wife, and she's gonna waste her Saturday night away from the kids watching Griffin's hockey. Uh, oh, she's do fantastic. You wanna, are you gonna put him on StubHub since Elmer's made the team? Or <laughs> you don't really need him now. Yeah, now does, you can just go to Red Wing games. It does mean I'm gonna miss a Red Wings game that night. So it's. <laughs> you should have put the, the athletic on your time. wife's phone so that she would have known ahead of time that Elmer made the team. Um, and, <laughs> She could have got rid of those tickets, got another Redwing game. Should be pretty fun, though, uh, checking out Berger and Edmondson and uh, Kosa, which I also thought was was some pretty yeah. big news uh, that we – we I I don't know. I I, um, I think it was – we were going back and forth on that. I guess I could pull this away. So I do want to talk about him, but let, let's get through the lineups first. Oh, fine. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So talking about possibly – where was I? Berggren, um and even Soderblom. Hitting the second line just for funsies, but it is Perron, um, and we were talking too. Like let's let's move Perron down the lineup because we need him on the power play. He can get his minutes on special teams, uh, and we wanted to see what this lineup would look like uh, again. Um, I think if you're doing Verana and Kubelik, you know the the negatives there. Like you've got shot and shot going at it. And I got a call out too. There was a question earlier, um, and I loved uh, Curtis's answer. 
And I gotta Good. I gotta find the question first. Uh, Logan throws out there: What free agent players that we got in the off season will score their first Detroit Red Wings goal on Friday night against the Montreal Canadiens? Um, and we got uh, we got Curtis's answer here because I feel like I'm patting myself on the oh, back a little bit. Oh yeah, look at uh, that Curtis, huh? Logan, I vote a Kubi Ruby. Uh, and of course, uh, Kubelik <laughs> out on the uh, on at least somewhere in the bottom six. Right, if we could agree, that's our top six is Tuzi, Larkin, Raymond, Veronica, Perron. I can't look at these other two lines, and again, the extra men are Zadina and Suter, who don't necessarily have a line. They're being mixed in, in and out of these other four lines. But the bottom six are Soderblom, Rasmussen, Sunquist, which is going to be one hell of a bruiser line, potentially, and then Ernie, Valeno, and Kubelik, which. Uh-oh. You could make the argument there is possibly some more scoring potential on one line or the other, depending on the night, depending on where the magic lands. So I'm just calling that the bottom six. I can't rightly look at Soderblom, Rasmussen, and Sunfist, even though and if I was playing the video game, I'd move Kubelik up, Sunfist down, boom, there's your third line. But uh, this is what Lalonde's doing, so or Lalone, I don't know. Lalone. Do we Lalone. say Lalone? Like he's We're getting saying Lalone. Like he's, he's getting alone. A, alone down in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> like if I don't know, that was bad, wasn't it? I mean, uh, well, I made a sound. That got enough. <laughs> that got a reaction. Maybe not the reaction you wanted. Um, but the the question though about who's going to score uh, the the free agent acquisition. Jared if going you, uh, Kubelik. Murdoch if you are going a Kubelik. Man, if you are a gambling man, bet the over on Red Wing goals. This is this team is just starving. They can't wait for this season to start and feel like they have a real chance to do something. I, I I would be stunned if we got like under five goals. I remember how we came out really hot. Was that uh Tampa last year in game one? Yeah. Even in a losing effort, and we were just coming out just hungry dogs, just you know, flying was all that, over the ice. Was that like seven to five? Or no, yeah, did that go to that, overtime? That was uh that was Bertuzzi's coming out party. And then yeah, remember yeah. Larkin got punched in the back of the head and he got ejected and that's when we lost. Yeah. But well no, because Tuzzi still tied it. Like, right? He still got us close, yeah. even without a Yeah, Larkin. we only lost by like a goal, but this this is gonna be a, a this is a starving, hungry team. Uh, with yeah. a bunch of people who wanna like prove, yeah, let's restore that wheel, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I would be stunned if you didn't see a blowout on Friday, to be to be completely honest. Um, Do you have your pick for our new free agent additions of who's going to That's what I, I guess that's my next point. I, I could see like three of, three of them scoring because it's, it's going to be a bloodbath for Montreal. Sorry. Um, Matt, give me, uh, give me, uh, give me the Kubi. I think uh, that guy, he's, he's going to come and swing it. But I, I could see all, like three or four of them scoring. Yeah, I like a Perron power play goal. I think that makes a lot of sense. Like he's gonna, he's the veteran that knows how to start a season. So I, I could see that. Well, it's that funny too is play. we get so little of Verona, and he's actually like knock on wood, he's he's gonna play. He's starting. He's ready. Game one. He feels like a free agent signing. So I, I would be surprised if he didn't score too. Yeah, you know, I I really do feel, and I I think this is it. it it's gonna be bad timing because it's gonna get us way too excited. But I, I could almost guarantee that guarantee you that Soderblom's going to score on Friday, 
and the roof of that place is going to come off. That building is going to explode. Uh, but I, I see him doing, you know, one of these moves that we saw against, uh, I think th- th- that was against Toronto, right? Where he got, he got down low and just deked his way to the front of the net and then just popped it, popped yeah. it on a backhand. Those are the moves that I don't, uh, I, I would be careful because I know Lalone is telling him, Hey, uh, just, just play like a big guy. Step with all the deeks. So I'm scared that they're, you know, going to try and coach it out of him, but I, I hope he keeps it going. I hope he gets a goal and he says, ah, what do you know, coach? You know? Yeah. I mean, Lalone, so for whoever hasn't watched it, and I, I'm not like a huge Spittin' Chicklets fan, but you get a couple of um, – it's just it's, – it's a good place for interviews because those guys really let loose. And you can tell that Lalone is like the nerd of the group who's trying his hardest to be cool. So it is fun for those, for those things. But he did talk about his philosophy in coaching, and he learned it from Cooper. And uh, – he kept talking about, um, I, I think, and this might not be verbatim, but it's like process over results, I think is what it was. So um, they started living by this after the Lightning get bounced in the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. So that's like then Cooper was like, nope. I don't care about um, I don't care about your goals. I don't care what you do. You know, like I, I don't want to see you doing whatever you can to score. I want to see you nail down this process. We have ways that we're going to set up goals. We have ways that we're going to shut down the other team first, prevent goals, make sure Vasilevsky looks like a, a hero, and then figure all that stuff out, and then you'll win games with your skill. So to your point, and that's where this thought kind of came into play as you were talking about anything that Lalone is saying to Soderblom could – Right now, just mean I'm going to be dead wrong. <laughs> but Soderblom's been played at the SHL. You know, there's some of that that could bleed into this game, and he's just going to take yeah. over, know that he's a whole foot above everybody else on the ice, and he'll just go ahead, take the puck, put it in the back of the net. Why not? I mean, it, it is, too, like with his size, everything gets extrapolated. And you were talking about putting him on the penalty kill. Um, I know the reason was because we've been high on, like, his poke checking ability and his ability to, like, fan out his body and block shots <laughs> yeah so i mean he could go into like the angus young sort of uh, position there blocking a shot and take up you know if he if he spreads his whole body across <laughs> like he's he's taken up like nine ten feet so to that end you know you 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 have you have that potential but i guess where i was going with that and i'm kind of just doubling down on your point of putting him on the penalty kill at least that would be the reason i think the argument that you didn't come down to would be why which i don't think you know i'm mr i'm mr boring so i'm gonna say i know i know he's not gonna be on the penalty kill but that would be the reason uh, how to fit him on there but anyway what i was actually coming to was this extrapolation of like you have a six foot eight guy like Everything from the skates, I mean, he's got, he's got to have a stick now that is approved by the league that's, you know, kind of breaking the rules, I think I heard them say in the last preseason game. Yeah. So it's it's all of these things just keep stretching out Soderblom, and uh, I think the potential's there. Now, um, you know, for all sure the things that we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we're being pragmatic with Elmer, and I, I like the call-out that um, – you know we're gonna we're gonna go for process before that you know whatever it takes to get a goal kind of thing but when they did ask 
uh, and I'm talking about the Spit and Chicklets boys, uh, when they did ask uh, Lalone, like, who who should we be excited about, like, right <clears throat> away, Soderblom came to mind. Of course, he kind of talked about him like he didn't really know who he was, even though he'd already been coaching him for a couple of weeks. He's like, ah, he's drafted kind of late. No, oh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> but still, he doesn't need to know when he was drafted. He just needs to know that there's a six foot eight body on the team. So he could have called out anybody. He called out Elmer. Yeah, so he's excited okay. about him. Um, I wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to ask because uh, I brought up. I, I didn't know if there were that many surprises on the opening night lineup. Um, yeah. Which, which again, alone is just saying, yeah. I mean, people, it's just a team. You know, there's no starters or beginners. We're just all on the team. Um, is the bigger surprise Zadina being the guy they rotate in or Puce, who last year was our number two center and now he's not even active? He, he played a huge part last season. That's I think that's pretty stunning to just see him like all the way down to like the number yeah, five center. down like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully it feels like a, a hearty challenge, you know, to try and get back on the roster. Because yeah, I mean, I think you're talking about a guy that played on every, you know, played minutes in every aspect of the game. Clearly, second line, power play, penalty kill. Our man was doing a little bit of everything, and now there's right. no space for him. Um, I could make. I don't know. The first thought that popped in my head was like, what's more surprising? I think you're, I think you're right. I think I was going to come down. I was going to like make it some sort of statistical approach. And I was going to say, well, Zadina plays on the wing. So technically he has more opportunities. But no, you're right. It's something we haven't even really thought about. And, and you know what? I, well, now that I think about it, uh, we haven't even talked about the defense yet. And I I just said one more for you, too, because are you surprised that they put Soderblom on like a giant lineup? And yeah. Because I thought that traditionally you kind of, you know, maybe had a a goal scorer, a playmaker, and then maybe some beef. And instead, they're just putting beef, beef, beef all on one line. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say two things. I like, I like, I liked it right away. Uh, just like at, at the time when we were fantasy booking these lines, like we were kind of playing around with doing Rasmussen and Soderblom. Yeah. Uh, but I also <laughs> want to point out too, like that fourth line. Uh, could easily take Suter, but I, I I think they keep saying in their post-practice uh, press conferences that none of these are set in stone, except for probably the first and second line. But even even to that end, they say none of them. So uh, maybe just the first line, since we were even called into question, like Perron on the second. So uh, I'll say that. Uh, I'll say I'm I'm happy that that's what we get to see, but I'm also... I don't know. They they just kept saying like if we get to Friday and it feels like there isn't time, and they kept calling out Valeno and Soderblom. Like if they're if they're not getting like that extra special teams opportunity, then they're gonna get sent down to Grand Rapids because they want these guys to get minutes. And you're talking about two games this weekend where Soderblom could be getting minutes as opposed to if they think he's gonna get third or you know if if they think he's gonna end up with fourth line minutes and not be on special teams and there's there's a wasted opportunity so i get it but and i'm, I'm also not going to hold my breath um i think the other kind of thing the other thing to kind of think about is uh Peron is obviously in a prominent part of the lineup um but i think in years past i i would kind of transcend it up and uh like other sports where it was like um you know if you had an instance where you had like an aging vet on your team 
and you're you're a garbage team, you kind of like, well, uh, you're kind of the best we got, so we need you every night. But there's so many guys who you could call up just for a cup of coffee just to give Piranha a break, so he's never, ever playing, like, back-to-back nights or if, like, it's a long travel. I mean, he's a 34-year-old dude who's, you know, really long in the tooth. I feel like as much as my inclination is to, like, rotate guys out like Sundquist or, you know, Valeno to put in, like, a Suter or a Zadina, I think Piranha could actually be kind of a likely guy who's – um, going to responsibly get it a lot of nights off just to kind of like maintain his energy level throughout the season. So I think that's also kind of a nice luxury we have with kind of the flexibility of these extra guys who are going to rotate in and out. Yeah. I think another part of the conversation too, is just going to be his body might uh, <laughs> force some time off too. Uh, I did want to call out Eric is aboard. What's going on, Eric? He's of course uh, says, hi everybody. Hi guys. Um, Chewy calling out ernie over zadina yeah i i mean as much grief as we joke tongue-in-cheek give ernie he had an outstanding camp he had an outstanding preseason so i don't and then it, it doesn't surprise it out me. himself so it yeah. was tough it's he's one of those guys you know like lalone is a is a stevie guy apparently as he brings him from tampa to detroit and ernie was one of those guys too so i i don't know uh, Blake 1991 throws out the only reason Mike Soderblom is on the list is in case Sunquist doesn't dress. It's obvious. Blake, come on, man, they're on the same line practicing. Let's <laughs> cut it out. What are you I, doing? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and, that uh, uh, Dan B does throw out there. Sunquist didn't skate in any preseason games, so he's a bit uh, unknown. So I, I can. Uh, I can respect that, but I, I, I do Dan think... B, yeah, Dan B, I'm going to take that point. I, That's the one that has the biggest question for me, because the way they set up the bottom six, it looks like they rewarded everybody who had a good camp or and or preseason, except for Sunquist. Not just because he was a neutral. He didn't really... And he wasn't there. So Zadina, didn't he end up with like five or six points in the preseason too? I mean, he looked pretty good except for that... Um, I mean, everybody looked like crap in that last game against the Leafs but um, you know that's that's one of those things where somebody <laughs> somebody did not care that Sedina had a really good looking preseason um, so yeah I, I don't know I don't know what to do with that uh, that that kind of told me like before we saw any of these uh, practice lineups and we saw that Sedina was the odd man out you were asking earlier too is Suter the bigger surprise I was just kind of thinking Zadina did enough to get himself on the ice, but um, I don't know. Given you, you give him a three-year contract, what do you do now? He's just gotta hope somebody gets hurt. No, I don't know. I don't know. All right, defense. Sharat uh, uh, yeah. Insider, Mata Hronik. It's everything we said. How many weeks ago was free agency? Uh, the only thing was that uh, we put in. As you called out earlier, Mike, we put uh, Edmondson down on the third pairing with Lindstrom. And uh, we're looking at Hag, Lindstrom, and Osterley. And I wow. think we still have Pissick, uh is on the long-term injured reserve. Uh, Robbie Fabry. Somebody help me out. Throw it out in the chat. I don't have that listed here. Um, <clears throat> what do you what, ask? Are, any other notables? I mean, we have Giovanni Smith got sent down. Um, oh. Um... Oh, uh, Wallman, too. Oh, Wallman, that's right. Long-term injured yeah. reserve. Correct, yeah. correct, correct. Who, uh, 
we enjoyed last year. We had fun with Wallman. So, I, you know, that's another name I hope gets rotated in quite often. Uh, Blake thrown in, thrown in there. Thanks, Blake uh, Wallman. Uh, Brad wants to know, will anyone here be at the game on Friday? Brad, we – two of us will. Um, I am – I just found out there's a system at my work where you can just, like, request. if So they have a suite. If the tickets are left over and nobody claims them for a more important reason, like, I don't know, like a sales meeting kind of thing, then that goes to that. But if the tickets are still available, Matt can have them. But uh, our backup is uh, these seats on SeatGeek. So we will be there. We just don't have uh, we don't have a ticket right now. By the way, I did buy tickets, and then I gave them back to SeatGeek, which was kind of a bit of a rigmarole. But I just... I got us drink rail seats in the 300 section, but everybody Ooh. that I talked to said the 300 section. Like, that's above. There's a 200 section that goes around the upper bowl, and then there's another section way above that. And a lot of people said, don't sit there. It's the worst. So I was like, okay, SeatGeek, you can have these that was, uh That was actually where we had AEW seats was uh, the upper decker uh, drink rail. And we had a AEW light uh, shining right in our eyes. So nice. not a great seat update. Uh, we have a, any- like the, uh, the Clink brothers have a pretty good streak of having lights in our eyes. Uh, For wrestling Those wrestling events. shows. That happened yeah. to us at NXT, too. Um, Chewie's going to be at the big house on Saturday. Oh, my buddies will be down there tailgating. Have fun, Chewie. Uh, Jared says, uh, aren't the 300s right before the... The gondola? Right, right below. Gondola? Does he mean the Detroit River? <laughs> They're pretty <laughs> high up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Like the... Are you talking like the rafters, Jared? Gondola is the boat with a stick, right? That's Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, Eric throws out there, go blue. Um, broadcast booths. Um, he spelled broadcast booths wrong. Gondola. Well, both, both of them. Um, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if we had a, really a lot to say defensively. I I really thought Edmondson right. was just, I thought he was going to go down there and play 20 minutes a game and do everything um, in Grand Rapids. It, it's just that, you know, it's uh, it doesn't make you feel super good. I feel like this offense has a has a potential to, you know, pump some goals into the net, something we haven't really, you know, uh, gotten to enjoy in Detroit in a long time. But uh, we might give up just as many goals. I don't have a ton of confidence outside of the first pairing, going to be honest. Uh, Not looking I mean, forward yeah, to being but- a Detroit Red Wing goalie right now. Yeah, it's it's one of those things too. Like you landed on the point. Like if Edvinson doesn't make the team, how much trouble are we actually in? <laughs> but yeah, you could couldn't crack this top six. Yeah, it could be that they feel so comfortable um, with Sherratt and Mata, you know. And of course, I think we were kind of throwing Edvinson onto the third pairing there. So was he going to get a ton of minutes on the third pairing? No. Uh, we were hoping for some special teams, but it, it, it goes along with what they've been preparing us for. Um, you know, Edvinson's going to be in Grand Rapids and he'll just eat up minutes. So he'll get that opportunity and he'll be up next year. No problem. And we'll probably see him a little bit this year too. So all that tells you though, Mike, 
I think uh, one of the earlier points we made, again, if Edmondson didn't make it, don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we're just, like, the one thing this year we get to look forward to is the lack of 9-2 to games to the Arizona Coyotes. That might be our best bet right now. As the kids say, bet. Um, yeah, I found that okay. out. To, to, does anybody here say that? Can you guys tell me in the chat? Does anybody, when they get asked the question, not you respond with a bet? Not this huh? demo. No, not this demo, man. I, I, not Wednesday night at 8 p.m. talking Red Wings preseason. Um, <laughs> just, uh, I'd never heard it before. Um, I will say, too, Matt, if you want to talk about I know that this show we love talking uh, transactions and trades. Um, I'm just going to say that if the first move that Iserman makes, if it's win now, is going to be another defenseman. And it's going to be dealing from a position of strength where we have those kind of position fluid, you know, wing centers, you know, a la, you know, Sedina. So for all that, you know, we've we've invested in, you know, some some early draft picks for defensemen. But since they're not quite ready, uh, that's what I'm a little nervous uh, starting this season. Uh, that that will probably be a, some peripheral defenseman will probably be our first acquisition. All right. Well, I hate to do this to you guys. I just saw how deep we are into this show. So just hold on a bit. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be we'll be right back in about a minute and one second. Shake of a lamp tail. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet five dollars on any team and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they win. Guys, got uh, Wings and Canadians coming up. You want to get that $200 in free bets? If that wasn't enough excitement, you could turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. About $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Jared uh, reminding us in the chat that Danny DeKaiser is available, so we could always head that direction to fill out the left side of our D. Thanks, Jared. Um, <laughs> Mike, uh, Murdoch wanted to know if we were at WrestleMania 23 at Ford Field. Murdoch, we... not a huge WrestleMania fan. Uh, more of a Royal Rumble uh, family over here. Well, I was going to say, we participated in all the local festivities. Like, we hung out at the mall and got autographs and pictures uh, with Farouk and uh, Oh, we did meet Ron Rob Van Dam. I about that. Remember, we yeah. thought we met Kane, but it was, uh, who's that guy with the green tee? Snitsky, the guy who punted yeah. the baby. Yeah, we thought yeah. it was King and it was the baby punter. Right. Um, so we had fun there, but uh, that was like, so we kind of stopped watching wrestling, and then we came back like a light return because of WrestleMania 23, and then we were like all in after that, like what, like four years later? I think then we yeah. started watching regularly again. Um, but yeah, Eric mom and dad at, couldn't, uh, couldn't stop us from getting pay-per-views. Not anymore. Ha-ha! <laughs> Thank you, WWE Network. Uh, Eric was at WrestleMania three at the Silver Dome. Wow! No, 
Holy mackerel, Eric. That, hey, uh... Here, you old, bro. Well, man, I wasn't going to say that. What the hell? I was... <laughs> you old, bro. You old AF. What was that? Kevin Hart. Remember yeah. Kevin Hart and Don Cheadle? Yeah. Damn. Damn. No, man, I meant, you know, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good bit. Oh, oh. man. All right. Uh, now, Jared threw out Daddy to Kaiser. Dad B throwing out Chikrin. Ooh. Now, my only pushback is Mike said he wants to deal in a position of power. And... I don't want to. I'm just no. saying it's going to... Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, Arizona still holds all the cards. They do not need to move Chikrin at all. So I think they want to. He wants to. But they don't... They can wait. They can just... They take on crap contracts all the time. Like, <laughs> so they can hang on to their guy until they get the deal that they want. And I think it was like last year, it was like at least two first round picks and a guy that could play now. And it was like, you know, I, I think a lot of people, their reaction was like, good gravy. Like this guy had one or two, you know, like he's, he, I think we all agree that Chikrin's going to improve, improve whatever position he takes on whichever team. But man, it's kicking the nuts for how long that'll hurt you. Uh, <laughs> if Chikrin gets hurt or anything, anything negative in that in that regard um yeah it's it's just one of those things like right now to mike's point where you want to make sure that stevie is dealing in that position of power i like that that would be out of that position but that's not to say that arizona isn't at some point going to get desperate or find out that nobody's going to come close to their asking price at which point i believe that's when red wings would more likely get involved right yeah it would it would be an nhl level level wing i would think and a draft pick eric my man 61 all right eric if anybody right now in the chat can let us well how are we gonna believe it i don't know Eric, I'm gonna send you a T-shirt. I don't, I don't give a crap. You're, you're getting a Red Wings rant T-shirt. Can you just email us at, at admin at bodpodcast.com, and uh, we'll, we'll send you one. Why not? I, I can't. <laughs> you, you revealed your age to us. Um, so. Well, you do need to hold up a picture of uh, a copy of the newspaper from the day you were born. <laughs> because I know that at some point somebody gave a baby holding it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Max threw out there today the PK drills. Uh, Larkin and Cop. Larkin back. Excuse me. Back on the penalty kill. Was that really loud? Uh, no, but it was startling. Okay, that was that was yeah. my dad's sneeze. Um, Larkin back on the PK. Well, it sounded more like a Ralph. That's what made me take <laughs> that face. But go ahead. Yeah, Larkin Trot and Cop. Cider. Yeah. Uh, and then Rasmussen and Sunfist with Mata and Ronick, and then uh, Valeno and Ernie and Hagen Wallman. That's just I don't think we need to concern ourselves with uh, with that one too often. But uh, uh, get the reps in. Yeah, go for Where'd, it. Uh, Rasmussen make it. Just taking faceoffs because uh, he can't skate. Well, he doesn't need to. He's in one spot. You're on the PK. You're not running back and forth. This you, is a, a spot just screaming for Soderblom to take over. I mean, I think you're thinking of the same elements of why you want Soderblom on there <laughs> is why Rasmussen's in there. Okay, what if we made yeah, what if we made Rasmussen bigger and he could skate? Look, he's we gonna be in one him. spot. 
He can poke check. He's good with his stick. We just know that skating's a problem, but we're not asking him, oh, oh no, we won't have those breakaway opportunities. Good. Focus focus on your own zone and get it right. Rasmussen, they, they purposefully picked Rasmussen because he's unable to skate out of the zone. So they know they won't have to worry about anybody getting too aggressive uh, when they see a loose puck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but honestly, I that is... All right. You don't want a fossil out there. I think they're going to make the our opponents feel overly confident. Man, we're really fast. You know, and then I they'll... don't. I don't think. I don't think Rasmussen is is really that. Like that big of an issue. I don't know. I do. You just want tell I'm me. You just to... want Soderblom. I just want Soderblom. What? All right. Then... Was there any doubt? I mean, I'm just saying. He's he's like he's like Rasmussen, but better in every way. Um, I mean, I'm not uh, upset with these. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked that Larkin is, uh, is back on the PK. I, I, it kind of goes to some of the conversations we heard in the off season where, you know, was, was Steve concerned with some of the loss on the defensive efforts of Larkin? And I think more or less that was, that's more of a conversation on like the production side of things. I mean, there were just more points more goals given up while Larkin was on the ice than uh previous seasons so I think this is all part of that effort this is all part of that game to make Larkin the stronger two-way forward even though I don't think he's necessary he was weak at all last year but this is it's one way you know can get back in there this is gonna be this is gonna make Larkin I don't know how, how do you want to put this you get those reps on 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 the penalty kill and it, it has nothing to do with you like, oh, no, I'm going to improve my defensive side. But this is this is the team, this is the coaching staff leaning into Larkin. This is where your focus is. Maybe even back to, like, that process over results. Like, like talk about, yeah, Larkin was putting more pucks in the back of the net. And, he like, I, I loved when he would just turn, like, flip the switch and go God mode. And he's like, nope, I'm deking through everyone and scoring a goal right now. But maybe... There's other things that we need to make sure Larkin's in position for to make sure we're preventing goals more often than him getting his opportunity to go God mode. But anyway, uh, all of that, I think, is still good. I think it's all thumbs-ups, seeing Larkin on the PK, and I'm, I'm happy with that. And I like Rasmussen, damn it. Can I ask you, uh, just go back for one second. I just want to ask oh you one, one thing. No. So, no. on the penalty kill. No, you can ask um, in the chat. I will refuse to answer. I feel like we have better one-sided players when it comes to scoring than we do one-sided players when it comes to defense. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Do you feel like we have better one-sided players when it comes to scoring goals than we do one-sided players who just play defense? Because, like, I'm excited about our power play, but our penalty kill, I'm a little nervous. Hmm. I guess... Yeah, I, I I mean you'd want to lean into that. I mean you were talking like a team that has Verana on it, so yeah, I think we lean a little bit heavier into guys that. I mean, like you're gonna be the Veranas, the the Ruby Kubis, um, you know, eventually gonna be having Fabry again, um, you know, the Puces. But I don't know if defensively we have as many of those guys who are just kind of you know they specialize on one side of the ice. Um, I guess we'll find out on Friday. You got our first PP units as well. Yeah. 
Uh, Tuzi, Perron, Larkin, Raymond, and Cider. So it's the one three one. Sorry, I didn't do that right. Bertuzzi is the net front. Uh, your point, man, is uh, Larkin in the middle, Perron and Raymond on either side of Larkin, and Cider playing QB. Um, thumbs up all around. I think the whole reason that we've ever since Perron signed a contract, all we've been talking about is getting him on the power play. So put him on PP1. I like Bertuzzi out front because he has that awesome move with the, the little backhand out in front of the net going over the goalie's shoulder. I think Larkin's in the a good spot with, like, the Braden point position. I think Raymond is just, you know, he's on the right stick side. Um, and, of course, Cider can do no wrong. Um, he's going to do everything for us this year. So more more Cider time, the merrier. Um, as Mike puts it, Soderblom time because he would prefer Soderblom was on the ice for 30 minutes a night. Uh, PP2, Six Mike, go ahead. speak yeah. of the devil, speaking of Satan oh. himself. Elmer Soderblom, take it over like for it. Bertuzzi, uh, which we actually talked about uh, during the preseason was Soderblom was able to execute the Bertuzzi move from out front, um, the little twist and, and backhand. Um, Kopp on the left side, Verana up the middle, Kubelik on the right side, and Hronik playing QB. It, it's fine. It works. I think we were all excited to see Edmondson try and take over PP2. Um, I think we know Sherratt was not brought in to do that. And um, it's what we've got left. And Ronick's got that. Uh, he's got the experience. So let's let's let her fly. But yeah, this this line has a ton of potential because you think with Verana uh, being uh, being option number one, but Kubelik being option number two, or we saw a couple of Kubi Rubies during the preseason where you see how much damage he can do if we could just get the puck to him, even as far back to the blue line on the power play. As long as he gets that opportunity, you have that potential for a goal. So, um, yeah, I really like PP2. I like Soderblom having that size and being able to push the puck back out to the point and having that good option in Kubelik and then, of course, Verana. I mean, where you talk about give Kubelik that chance to get his shot off, I think with Verana, we talk about the speed uh, of like the speed of the puck coming off of his stick. You just need to get the puck near Verana, which is a whole other like to think that that's on our second power play unit is is incredible. So I I do think one of the issues here is going to be Cop, uh, which I I don't know enough about him, but I know we we're bringing him in for more of the defensive side of things. So he's yeah. not PP two. Um, I'm not by complaining. Def- it about feels it. like by default. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's that's a great way to put it. Like, well, who else were we gonna put there? So. Yeah, I mean, he's a centerman that we that we trust, but yeah, I don't know if the like the playmaking or the goal scoring is really there. And man, just looking at Hronik, I. I'm just gonna say it one last time. Well, maybe one last time this episode. Wouldn't it have been nice to have Klingberg right there? Yeah, but that's such a. That's a last season conversation. That's, that's not, even, right that's not even close to I being know. in the cards. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you can definitely be positive about both these um, these units. Um, I, I'm just it's it's just still I. This is the second time we're bringing up this episode. It just because we haven't had the luxury of having Verana, you know, healthy, ready to go, start a season. It it feels like another free agent pickup. So it's kind of like, man, the second one is stacked. We got our new Soderblom, new cop. New Verona, new Kubi Rubies, and then Roner. Um, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this. 
All right. Um, actually, we don't want to do this. I want to come to uh, Brad's question here. Uh, did you guys already cover who starts a net? I would think the default setting on the controller puts us at Viliuso. Uh, and then Ned will be uh, game number two. So we're doing back to back to start the season. So um, didn't actually call it out, but that's that's my best guess at this point, right? I I tend to agree. Um, for me, it, it's it. I know we talked about how tough it was, like uh, with Grace, where it felt like Nadelkovich never really got a night off. But now you're kind of battling a different mindset, where it's like you're under that pressure, where you know, well, we're trying to split the you know goaltending opportunities, but. Also, if one of you plays a little bit better, we'll give you some more games. So it's like every game, oh, man, I better not screw this one up because I want to play the next game. So you want to be perfect that night. Um, so, yeah, a, a whole different kind of pressure for Nadelkovich to figure out. But, um, yeah, it's, it's nice that he has real competition, um, you know, for his uh, teammate there. So, yeah, probably by Billy, and then we'll see Nadelkovich. Uh, oh, yeah, Craig, I'm going through the comments here. Craig just kind of agreeing with us um and he does throw out there he hasn't heard if anybody uh is official for game number one game number two i wonder if they go ned because that's the home game you know like we have good feelings about ned uh dan b throws out there back to the penalty killing um, conversation having larkin and burt not killing penalties um because we have perron ras felino they can do that uh and it would result in larkin and burt being fresher and uh getting more offensive production for us. Well, I, I think Larkin's going to get a lot of PK time, though. Yeah, I, I I, guess I'm just doubling down on Mike's comment. I think it is going to happen, and I agree with you, Dan. Like, that would be, um, I don't know, I'm going to say that would be another way to do it. Uh, you know, we didn't see Tuzi on that list, so Tuzi's going to be fresh uh, for the offensive side, but... Um, it's just one of those things where they were subtly mentioning, uh, like, and when I say they, I mean Steve Eiserman was talking in the offseason about some of the guys he wants to see uh, focus more on the defensive side, and that just seems like more or less them leaning into it, that they see Larkin as more of the, the two-way forward, and they, they see a lot of what he does well on the defensive side. Um, they want to give more time to it. They want to they want to put invest as many minutes as possible. I think that that's one thing that we've been hearing a lot from this organization is just focusing on either giving the guys the right minutes or just you know trying to give these young guys as many minutes as possible. But if they see something in Larkin where they're going to get the most out of them, like if it's if it's about playing that game of like you will get offensive production, but we want to limit as much on. I guess, you know, as a penalty killing unit, we want to limit as much just on the defensive side. Then maybe the more they put Larkin out there and having him focus on the defensive side, maybe they see, they visualize the future um, being a better overall plus minus. You know what I mean? Like overall, we will have more goals or it'll result in more goals than uh, goals given up uh, for this team. Is if, if they make Larkin or they force Larkin into this position of, you're going defense first, my man. Or maybe just 50-50 is a better way to put it. But either way, well, um, was, I'm not really teach, just... I'm not teaching anything. I'm not saying anything new. I just think that's – because they kept subtly calling it out, so I think that's where they're coming from with uh, with this decision, too, to see more Larkin on the defensive side. 
but go ahead. Well, I mean, obviously, elite defenders are going to help, right? But mm -hmm. one thing that we, uh, you know, uh, really miss is, you know, like when the great Datsu, the great Datsy, as I used to call him, um, he would kill penalties. And it's not just that he was excellent at it. It puts a lot of pressure on the other team. Like, oh, man, if we give up a turnover, this guy's going to get a goal. And I still don't hate. I, like, I, I get your point with, you know, giving him a little bit of a rest, Larkin. But having him out there is because he's, he's an all-world skater. Like, he, he's, you know, one of the best in the league. Um, having him out there and having that, that pressure that if you screw it up, you know, he could go on a break and get a goal. Um, I just think that's such an important thing to include. And as much as I, you know, like having the, all those defense-first guys, I do want to at least have some sort of option should we, you know, get force a, you know, a turnover instead of it just being a, you know, a, a dump on the other side of the ice? Um, strategically, if you can get a, you know, scoring opportunity out of it, I, I still like the idea of Larkin um, taking that role. Uh, Murdoch thrown out there. PP two is going to be sick. Bet. Thanks, Murdoch. <laughs> I was hoping somebody said that. Um, Verona's a great finisher. Sam throws out there. Verona's a great finisher for PP2, but he isn't good at extending zone time. Has a hard time getting to the corners or winning board battles. Uh, nitpicky, but uh, that's where he could improve, in my opinion. Um, actually, Sam, that's a great call out for like the selection of who's on Power Play 2, and maybe maybe that's how things get mixed up with PP1. Because uh, it could be it could be something where. I mean, where do we see Verana now again in that Larkin position? But, I mean, Verana can fit in so many different spots on a power play. Uh, but ultimately, we want to give him that opportunity to fire the puck. I, I like I like the idea of uh, Verana up the middle only because we we play that game of, like, oh, that stick just needs to sniff the puck and it could hit the back of the net. Um, do you feel like there's to your, maybe there, to his point, do you think there's a lot of overlap then with Verana and Kubi? Because they're both really good finishers, but I don't know how great they are at extending zone time. Right, and I think that's where I was going with this, with like the the Heronic side of things, and maybe questioning again and coming back to we saw Edvinson making some great plays in the preseason, and to Sam's point, like extending uh, our zone time. Now, I don't know if you remember we I I have it on our on our Instagram, and I think I posted it on our Twitter too. But this amazing pick that Edvinson set up. First, he helps turn the puck over. Bertuzzi picks up the puck, sets a pick so Bertuzzi can get space uh, inside our zone, and then he just goes between the circles and fires one in the back of the net. And that was something where Edvinson showed that unicorn ability that we were you know, told we could expect, where it was like, I'm going to move enough to get in the way of, of the Maple Leafs, get, jar the puck loose, get Bertuzzi the puck, but he's also aware enough to get in the way of the Maple Leafs defender without getting an interference penalty and giving Tuzzi that opportunity to score. So it, it's one of those things that we've seen Heronic not do that. And probably to Sam's point, it's great that Verona's out there. It's great that Kublik's out there. And Mike, to your point, doubling up on the Verona Kublik, who's the guy that's going to extend the play for that PP2 and give Verona and Kublik those chances? Maybe that's where Cop comes into play Again, a guy who's going to play the boards a little bit harder. And uh, it's going to be, able, you know, like that's, that's again, what we brought him in for was more or less defensive side of things. But when you talk about the defensive side of things, you're talking about a guy that's winning those battles and moving the puck in the direction that you need the puck to move to. 
Instead of him moving the puck out of the zone, it's him resetting the power play back to Hronik. Not saying it's a perfect science. I'm saying there's reason to at least connect those dots. You know, there's some sort of formulaic conclusion here that that's starting to make the cop thing sound or make sense. But it's definitely not something like on PP1 where you could look at Tuzi, Raymond, Sider, and Larkin and know that all of them have the ability to put the puck in the back of the net. And they will all do their damnedest to make that power play <laughs> um, get as many shots on net before the puck leaves the zone. I think we saw twice in the preseason that that PP1 took the full two minutes because they just kept moving the puck around. So it was um, that's a great call out by Sam. Um, but hopefully that's where that problem solved with the cop insert. That'd be nice. Uh, but, I mean, we have enough guys we can kind of shuffle this around. I, I think that the the one item that will be consistent is, my God, the biggest man in the company in front of the net. I think Soderblom could still be the consistent part. Um, but there was one thing. I, I don't know if we want to necessarily get into every single ranking that the Athletic did, but I thought it would be kind of interesting, Matt. You, you got together Athletic's uh, guests for, like, the standings, and then uh, Jay Fresh – um, what their um, estimated point total for the Red Wings as a team would be. And just kind of get a feel if you guys kind of agree more with what the athlet Athletic's doing or Jay Fresh or maybe somewhere in the middle, or maybe even something even more extreme. Uh, but the Athletic is not uh, super optimistic about our Red Wings. Yeah, I mean, we could throw in, because I've been listening to all the preview shows, uh, every single one I can. So, like, Elliot Friedman has us, um, I think... Uh, he was fifth place, I think, on Puck Soup. Uh, they had us at uh, sixth place in the division. Um, so falling outside of the playoffs uh, for both sides. Uh, then if you guys aren't watching right now on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, The Athletics' best guess is how this is kind of labeled here, is that um, we're outside looking in on the playoffs. So your playoff teams are the Canes, Leafs, Panthers, Lightning, Penguins, Rangers, Bruins, Capitals. Looks very similar to last year. And then rolling down from uh, all the teams that are missing, Islanders, Senators, Devils, Jackets, Red Wings, Canadians, Sabres, Flyers. So, yeah, much closer to uh, the worst team in the league than being in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least on one conference. But, yeah, I, I think we'll be pretty close to the bottom when, when the whole league gets uh, pulled up. But that's what we're looking at is, uh, is that Eastern Conference side. Um, now, Jay Fresh, I may have labeled the slide. I, I might be leading the witness here, Mike. Jay Fresh has us labeled for 100 points. I, I put lol, 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 Jay Fresh because um, this was mixed up a little bit with, like, Verana's on the first line, Lucas Raymond's on the third line, Pew Suter's in there, there's no Soderblom. But, uh, yeah, his projected standings, according to the J. Fresh War Roster Builder, and I saw him get in, a, in an argument today with uh, Dom uh, Luce Chisen uh, about how they both set up their war, and it seemed like Dom got the best of him, and uh, J. Fresh stopped commenting, uh, which is, it kind of made me sad because J. Fresh has been <laughs> on the show. Uh, yeah. But just to give you an idea, like I think we all know the Canadians are going to blow. Uh, they're projected to get 74 points on the J fresh system. So yeah, there's, um, it, it's, uh, it's quite the disparity here of, uh, what, you know, what we had last year. And, uh, 
what JFresh has us rolling in with. I think when we first looked at the JFresh model, we were pretty close to this. And then 100 points is kind of what you're looking at to get in the playoffs. So to kind of talk about this athletic uh, rating where we are fourth from the bottom in the Eastern Conference compared to JFresh kind of putting us right in that that playoff mix. Um, I had to blow that up, so I haven't seen anybody's comments in a minute here. But, um, yeah, I'm interested what, what you guys think. Um, I think it's probably pretty weak sauce that I'm about to deliver. Oh, boy. Um, Matt's, Matt's not going to pick a side. I will say that looking at JFresh, yeah. um, I mean, definitely those lines are doctored up a little bit, but looking at the projected, like, forward production, yeah, it, it like, seeing that the third line is going to come out positive and I, uh, like last season, I remember our second, third, I want to say our second, third and fourth line were all net negatives. And it was just like Larkin Bertuzzi and um, Lucas, which did excellent. But yeah. the way he's kind of sprinkled those boys around. Yeah. Um, it, putting Raymond on the third line definitely <laughs> helped his model here. Come out with a winning <laughs> result for the wig digs. Um, yeah. I mean, but I it, mean um, it, it, does... you know, it doesn't quite have any of our third line. Right, I mean the way that they're trotting them out right, right now with just the uh, just the big beef boys, um, you know, and Zadina's not even out there, and you know he's he's counted as a as a negative at this point. Um, so I, I the reason that I think that this estimate might be a little bit closer than the athletic is you know much like what you mentioned, it it kind of feels like they did copy paste um with maybe a slight uptick for like the Ottawa Senators who went absolutely ham in the offseason um just trying to bring people aboard um so I I I think there's going to be a little bit more reason for optimism but I I do hope that we find some way to acquire one more defenseman or Edmondson figures it out yeah, Jared thrown out there. The Steve Dangle podcast had the wings at 84 and a half points. I I think I was going to go kind of in the middle of that and uh, probably at 90 points. Like, I, my head was at, like, 88 points, um, like that 87, 88 kind of range. Like, I I couldn't quite get us to 90, but I know we're going to improve considerably where, you know, you take away all those 9-2 to two games. Some of those are going to overtime, too, so you get to kind of dink and dunk your way up the standings there. Um, I did like to uh, – I think Dan threw it out there, Dan B. I think the Wings will be better than both the Islanders and New Jersey. I kind of like that way of looking at it too. Um, so the Athletics rating here, again, the Wings finishing above Philly, Buffalo, and Montreal in the Eastern Conference. I agree with that. Columbus Blue Jackets, of course, with Johnny Hockey now, but, you know – what else patrick line but you know like what else um yeah i mean if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna move us up who are we gonna be better than i would say columbus new jersey and probably boston i still see boston kind of tumbling down a little bit probably um, with the start but uh i saw i got some updates here that pasta's really killing it right now so um i don't know where they stand i'm not looking at any of the scores or anything but uh at least the one update i've gotten so far is that pasternak is uh, killing it um can i say I do, one kind of answered... scary trajectory too matt is I, yeah. I can see us dominating poo poo teams a lot a lot more frequently yeah starting but... with montreal and then what is our next game against new jersey yeah i could see that being a win too but i i think our defense is still in a lot of trouble if we're playing carolina toronto florida tampa Ow. pittsburgh new york um 
So I don't think we're going to lose games nine to two, but I could see us losing more games five to four. Okay. Now, Mike, we've talked about the Bruins might have a stinky start. Ready? Yeah. Here's how we start the season. And I think there's potential here for us to get way too excited about this team. You ready? Give me that Kool-Aid. Yeah. Canadians, of course. Devils. Win. Kings. Win. (laughs) Blackhawks. 4-0. Ducks, five and zero. Devils, six and zero at home, and then uh, in Boston. And then you know why not? But Minnesota, it's fine. They'll they'll be a playoff team. That's that would be that wow. game where it's like, let's say we start. And I know we're being silly right now. I'm I'm calling this out as like, oh my god, we have so many crap teams to start the season. Um. But think about, like, we get that win over Boston, and then we're sitting here, like, the podcast episode is like, well, you know, Boston Boston has a lot of injuries, so, you know, it makes sense that we could still get the win because, you know, we've seen Lucas Raymond have such a great start. You know, that game will, like, talk ourselves out of it. But then if we win against Minnesota, this, like, we'll be 8-0 at the time, and it just you won't be able to get us to stop high-fiving during an episode i mean it, it'll be ugly we'll have a buffalo sabers start to the season and uh, lo and behold the next game would be against the buffalo sabers so here's my prediction mike we start eight no and then we get shellacked in buffalo like 14 to nothing and we come flying <laughs> we come fly, crashing back down to earth um oh. But yeah, you actually answered one of the questions I, w- I wanted to ask you because I, I I wanted to give a hot take that um, you know the athletic had this set up and it's pretty much everybody voted um, you know, like some things got mixed up with like the order but you're looking at the same playoff teams as last year which is absolutely doable um, I heard the hot take this week and I, I so I'm 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 not this wasn't anything I thought of but they called out Shesterkin. And they said how much the Rangers needed to rely on him. So I was going to ask you which team oh. would fall out of the playoffs. I kind of, uh, I kind of liked, I liked picking the Rangers. Like a lot of their conversations are like, well, you know, Lafreniere should get better. You know, that, that's all these conversations about guys that are on the team and should take a step up. And um, you know, despite Shosturkin not being able to do another 940 season, 920 should be enough. But I, I kind of. I don't know. I heard one guy just talking about, like, how many guys are we going to say are just going to, out of nowhere, take a step up, and you have to count on a goalie to have one of the greatest seasons of all time again? So well, I mean, he's uh, he's already pacing to do that against uh, Tampa Bay, no less. Uh, oh, that's true. 96% safe percentage. Yeah. No, so. you're right. I forgot about that <laughs> game. But I did I did like that. I like that hot take, and I wanted to steal it, that the Rangers were going to fizzle out. and uh, they, just had, they had to fight too hard last year. They're tired. I don't know. That's, but I guess uh, I'm wrong uh, uh, to start. That's that's a good call out that they already took care of the Lightning. <laughs> no, I mean uh, it's it's a pretty stacked team. I mean Fox, Sabanajad, uh, Panarin, and they still got Lafreniere. Still hasn't quite figured it out. So once he figures it out, you know, watch out. You know, Kreider. That, that team's stacked. Uh, uh, so I I don't think it would be them. Dad calling out that the Rangers uh, ooh, they ooh, they have ooh. been talked about quite a bit uh, in. Uh, and the Kane, Patrick Kane running Stanley Cup champs. Mike, that'll be your team to root for because you like you like that guy who uh, did horrible things to other humans. Yeah. 
Well, um, man, I watch pro wrestling, so I've had to ignore <laughs> a lot of uh, sins of their pasts uh, for greatness. Um, including uh, Macho Man. Don't look it up. All right, It'll so just I, bum I'm, you up, right? I'm putting but, my official prediction at 88 points. Mike, did you? We kind of asked the question where are you leaning? Are you leaning Jay Fresh, The Athletic? Um, we called out a couple other. Well, I feel like it's a chicken poop answer. I don't think that. I don't think we have the defense to get 100 points. Um, but I think we can be better than last season. I think we can, you know, leapfrog Jersey and maybe Columbus and maybe Boston because sometimes these injuries kind of take a little bit longer to heal than you think. But I would be very surprised if we were a playoff team because uh, that defense is not super great. Yeah, give me, I, uh, uh, give me uh, 87 points. Give me the under. Oh, nice. All right, so I guess I have to, I have to take 88. How are we going to remember yeah. these these numbers, Mike? Because I was born in 87. I'm not going to forget. <laughs> that was, that was uh, yeah, I was making, I was leaning into that joke, but I'm glad you got it. Yeah. Um, no problem. Matt was born in 88, just so you guys know. <laughs> Holy God almighty. <laughs> Who snuck that one in there? All right. Um, Dan we got to start got, wrapping it up. We're at an hour, 12 minutes, man. Yeah, Dan B's got 88 points. Chewy's got uh, 86 to 90 Mike, any any hot takes for the Wingdings? Um, Just generally? Yeah, for the season. Uh, you know, uh, your... Soderblom puts up uh, 45 points. Woo! I'm on fire over here with that sizzling <laughs> take. <laughs> I um, didn't want to say 80. He's got to get his feet wet a little bit. But, I mean, 45, I think, would still be a victory because that means he's on the team for an elongated time. Uh, he's healthy. He's you know in a in a position to score goals. He's not just in a defensive role with the other big beef boys. Uh, so yeah, give me forty five points. I, I think I'd, we'd be happy about that. The Red Wings will finish plus or minus five within uh, how do I within zero goal differential? Wow. Did you just throw me a ghost pepper? What a hot take that oh, was. No, come on. That's a huge. <laughs> the people will be clamoring right, about right, that right. one. Plus or minus uh, two and a half. How, how hot is it now? Whoa, those ghost peppers are right in my eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's do, uh, all right, Verona, 40 goals. That would be stunning. Okay. That would mean most of a season has been played by Verona. Uh, Dan B. Rasmussen with 25 Woo! goals. Dan, I don't think that one's that far-fetched. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it a hot take because, right, that would Ooh. be a, obviously a career there's, high for him, but I think he can do it. Uh, Valeno going to get a... 25 goals with about 14 games Oof. played this year. Jared, that is a Jared, hell of a hot take. Jared, White Castle has uh, started selling the 1921 slatter with ghost peppers on it. Um, that is a 1921 ghost pepper slider special uh that would stun me i would um, buy a valeno jersey if he scores 25 goals how many of those are in grand rapids jared just to throw oh man <laughs> got him uh sam says bertuzzi's on a 40 goal pace now is that just me is your hot take that bertuzzi at some point during the season hits a 40 goal pace so he uh scores against montreal Oh my God! Uh, All right, the next getting... night he he tears his ACL and he's still technically on a forty goal pace. Uh, One we're every getting, other uh, 
tenderhot.xyz in the uh, YouTube comments here. Oh, no. Tinder. Uh, I apologize for anybody that wanted to check that out. I just blocked them from the comments. Um... <laughs> oh, I was hoping to meet love. Yeah. Red Wing love. Ten um... hot, not just Tinder, Mike. Hot Tinder. So you have to be hot to get in there. How are we going to oh, get man. in? That's not They're fair. vetting. Yeah. Is it just... <laughs> Does it, no, do I have to use a picture of I mean, myself? The sausage right. party that is tender hot. <laughs> um, Jared, Ned with two empty netters this year. Oh, man. Craig, Cider wins the Norris. Oh, my God. You crazy man. Chewy, 1921 slider sucked. I had two yesterday. Sli slider. Oh, my God. Chewy. Chewy did you do a ghost pepper one or did you do the tradi traditional yellow square? What is the 1921 slider? They put like uh, grilled onion, lettuce, and a tomato. Oh, why would they do that? Gross. I thought it was uh, pretty castle. good. I, like, I, well, I, was, I was also blinded by the ghost pepper cheese, which they brought back. <laughs> Brad, you know you made it when you start getting those Tinder links. Um, all right, everybody, if you could hit that like button for us. Uh, give, give. You know what? If you like Derek Lalonde, as, uh, Lalonde sorry, damn it. As our new Red Wings head coach, hit that like button. Why not, right? Um, if you like Elmer Soderblom making the team, hit that like and subscribe button. <laughs> if uh, tell give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and tell us how excited you are for the Red Wings season in your comment. If you just like a good block of cheese, uh, <laughs> leave us a positive review. Um, all the audio platforms and. Uh, if that picture of Derek Lalone just kind of creeps you out just a little bit, just like and subscribe, because there's going to be more where that came from. All right. Look, at him, look at him staring at Adam Ernie. Just loves it. <laughs> Man, All I right, can't see your face, so this ASMR is freaking me out. All right, <laughs> stop making that noise. No. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, have a nice night. Sorry to the podcast listeners. There's a big picture of Derek. That's why I was making that sound. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hit that like button, subscribe, and uh, give us a positive review wherever you can. Uh, love you guys. We'll uh, see you next week. And oh, and uh, hit us up on Twitter if you're at the game on Friday. We'll be there. We'd love to say hi. We didn't do it last year. We were too chicken. Uh, but say hi. Damn it. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>